there are a handful of players you can consider must-haves in 2023. Actually, two handfuls. I'm talking 10 players. These players go far too late based on their upside and projection for this year. So let's break down the top 10 must-have players you need to draft now in fantasy. And the number 10 player in this list is Chuba Hubbard, who right now, the Carolina Panthers backup running back, currently goes in round 16 of drafts as the RB55. But he's actually one of the best handcuffs in fantasy. Let's discuss. Look, Hubbard was quietly great last year. He ranked sixth in yard per touch every time he touched the ball he got 5.8 yards per touch more than jonathan taylor and austin eckler now of course he's not the starter but that's why he goes in round 16 check this out miles sanders is the obvious running back one for the panthers after signing a great deal this offseason but in terms of rb2 touches there's not a lot of competition for hubbard with deontay foreman gone it leaves raheem blackshire who was 77th in running back efficiency last year and spencer brown who has nine career carries and let's not forget hubbard is still just 24 years old he actually just turned 24 this summer so there's a lot of upside left and juice in his legs and let's not forget how productive he was in college in one season he had over 2,000 yards rushing 200 receiving yards nearly 2,300 total yards and 21 touchdowns now one more thing Miles Sanders is often injured as you can see right here on draft sharks injury tool if we go back to 2020 when he entered the league and you just scroll there's a bunch of different knee injuries on here ankle injuries as a running back has but nine injuries in his first three years in the league he's missed 20 percent of his games which means Hubbard has a chance to start a couple of games this year and right now he goes in round 16 after Wandell Robinson, Isaiah Hodges, right around Kenny Gainwell. I'd rather have Hubbard. So he's the number 10 player who's a must-have this year. Now let's get to the number nine. And we head to Green Bay and we look at a rookie wide receiver, Jaden Reed, who goes far too late in drafts. I mean, Reed goes in round 17 of fantasy drafts. He's not taken in a lot of them as the 70th wide receiver, which is strange to me because according to the OTA camp reports, Jaden Reed is already getting the healthy portion of first team reps, most of that in the slot. But Reed's known for being a versatile player in college he played all three wide receiver positions the slot the x outside receiver position and the y outside receiver position and there's more good news because reed was great in college he had 39 percent of his team's touchdowns 25 percent of the team's targets and earned 36 percent of their offensive production and outside of him being a second round pick who secured the capital and he's talented he just doesn't have a lot of competition that's why he's already starting you have guys on this team like romeo dobbs who last year was 70th at getting open you have dontavia and Wicks, who's a fifth round rookie, and Samori Tori has just five career catches. And one more thing, Reed isn't a household name because Michigan State is a run first offense and his quarterback ranked 100th in quarterback efficiency and accuracy last year. So just take Reed before your buddies do. Now for the number eight must have player, and that would be Ronda Moore, who was starting to break out last year before his injury. Let's get into it. In 2020, run, Ronda Moore wasn't used much. He played just 47% of the snaps, he rarely ever went over 50% of the snaps. But then everything changed in 20. 2022 Rondell put on some weight he had a great camp and look at his snap share here 90% 90% everything is basically over 90% he played 94% of the snaps in his healthy games and during this time he actually averaged 14.1 fantasy points on eight and a half targets per game Moore was a top 12 wide receiver during this time earning more points per game than guys like Chris Godwin and if I continue to scroll here you'll see Mike Evans Chris Olave all these big names DJ Moore DK Metcalf he was earning more points per game than all of them but people just forgot about him because of the injury and now of course there are concerns heading into this year the big one being his quarterback situation with Kyler tearing his ACL late last year Kyler's probably gonna miss at least half the season which leaves him with Jeff Driscoll David Blow, Clayton Toon who might actually be in line to start he's a later round rookie for this year but was productive in college so none of this is great news but it's already baked into where Rondell goes he produced last year as a top 12 wide receiver unhealthy but now he goes in the 12th round or specifically he goes as the wide receiver 60 after Romeo Dobbs who's a wide receiver three on his team and not efficient Jonathan Mingo who might be the wide receiver four on his 
his team to start camp. So grab Rondell Moore before he becomes like an eighth or a ninth round pick and then get this number seven must-have player. And that man's name is Cam Akers, who right now in drafts is currently going as the 22nd running back off the board, which is strange based on how last year ended. Check this out. Over his final six games for the Rams last year, Cam Akers averaged 18 fantasy points per game. His total yardage was 102 yards and his total touches, his carries and his receptions, 19.2 per game. This is kind of hard to believe, but during that time, he was the running back four in fantasy football. Only McKinnon, who was getting lucky with touchdowns, Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey were ahead of him in fantasy points. And this was with a bad offense. I mean, Baker Mayfield was starting at times. There was no Matt Stafford. There was no Cooper Cup. It was hard for them to move the ball and get in the red zone, and he was still producing. And just a reminder, Cam Akers to start last year was coming off of an Achilles tear. He actually returned in like record timing the previous year for the postseason. You can see right here. Now, the Achilles injury usually takes two years to regain full explosiveness. But Akers was actually looking 100% towards the end of last year. And you could see sports MD analysis on Twitter right here says that it's usually a two-year dip. But Akers last year fit the criteria for a good comeback. Young, high draft capital. And that's what we saw. And now, this is important because your friends are still undervaluing him, likely based off of just the early season performance last year. Even though he has an extremely weak competition. I mean, not much was added this offseason. You still have Kyron Williams, who was smaller, slow, and inefficient last year. They took a sixth round running back in Zach Evans, and Ronnie Rivers has nine career carries. Now, given the new draft capital, I would say Zach Evans is his biggest threat, but he's not a threat. Evans is only 208 pounds. He only has 30 catches in 27 career college games, and he has just league average burst and speed. Basically, he's an average running back where Cam Akers is well above average, so take him in round seven. Now for the number six must-have player in 2023. I give you Antonio Gibson, who is now a major value. He currently goes in fantasy drafts in round nine around Tyler Boyd and Alan Lazard, and this is a major mistake. Let's not sugarcoat this. Gibson last year is coming off of his worst efficiency year in the NFL. On the ground, just 64th in rushing efficiency, and then yards per touch factoring in his receiving ability, 36. However, he dealt with injury basically all of last year. He ended up tweaking his hamstring in June in camp last year. That lingered for about a month or two, and then during the season in November, he fractures his foot and plays the final four to five games on a fractured foot and a knee sprain. So this likely affected his overall production. Now, despite this poor efficiency, he was still more efficient than his teammate Brian Robinson, who was 53rd in overall yards per touch. But Robinson, again, before the season started, we've talked about this, was shot, which likely affected his efficiency. However, we have new information that the commanders are giving Antonio Gibson RB1 workload in camp. And let's not forget how good of a receiver this guy is. Last year, only two running backs had a better grade, according to Pro Football Focus in the receiving game. Christian McCaffrey makes sense and Amir Abdullah but then Antonio Gibson was next and he was ahead of guys like Joe Mixon Leonard Fournette and Austin Eckler and another reminder Gibson was a receiver coming out of college his final year 38 catches for 735 yards and then he shows up to the combine and according to the player profiler workout metrics he logs a speed score of 99th percentile top one percent of all time at a crazy weight of 228 pounds so when I see that combination my mind starts to turn and here's your takeaway Gibson has the running back cheat codes for for fantasy he's a great pass catcher and has the size to earn red zone touches look even if gibson splits some of the workload with brian robinson he's still a steal as the 35th running back off the board so now we're in the top five players you must draft this year right now and we're gonna go to a wide receiver and i give you the buccaneers wide receiver chris godwin who look he has fallen down draft boards after this offseason because tom brady retired in february and godwin has played 49 percent of his career games with brady now here's how it went in these games godwin averaged 15.9 
9 points, 8.4 targets, and 71 receiving yards. He was a top 12 wide receiver during this time, but now he has a new situation because Baker Mayfield will be his quarterback in 2023. And last year, Baker was just 27th in true completion percentage and only averaged 180 yards per game. However, this is important. Baker was pressured on 60 of his throws. That's about 20% of his passes last year, which surely affected his accuracy and probably in general, his comfortability in the pocket. Believe it or not, Baker might be a good fit for Godwin because he loves targeting his slot wide receivers. And last year, Chris Godwin was tied with Christian Kirk for the most slot receptions in the NFL with 74, and Godwin was fourth in slot snaps. And not only that, but Godwin is still in his prime. He was top 10 in targets earned last year, sixth in yards after the catch, and top 15 versus man coverage. Take this fella in round five. He goes after pretty often Brandon Ayuk, guys like J.K. Dobbins and Michael Pittman, but he's a much better option than all of them. Okay, so now we're getting into the elite players in terms of their value for fantasy this year. You need to draft them number four. Hello, Isaiah Pacheco, the Kansas City Chiefs running back, and right now in drafts, he goes in round seven after guys like Damian Pierce and DeAndre Swift, and this is a mistake because Pacheco is the RB1 for Patrick Mahomes, a role that averages 1.3 touchdowns per game. And look, as a rookie last year, Pacheco, he played the final nine games as the primary RB, and he averaged 83 total yards and 12.1 fantasy points. Now, this is strong production for a seventh-round rookie, but it's not even the most impressive part. The most impressive part is this right here. In the two most important games, this is the game logs for the AFC Championship and Super Bowl, Pacheco, 25 touches, the next closest running back, Jarek McKinnon, with eight. Translation, in their most important game, they trusted Pacheco, the seventh-round rookie. And to show even more trust in him, Kansas City had seven draft picks and spent zero on the running back position. Pacheco's current competition is guys like Clyde Edwards-Solaire, who he already beat out last year, Jarek McKinnon, who's 31 years old, and then Daenerik Prince, who's an undrafted free agent. He's a talented player, but again, an undrafted rookie. So expect RB1 usage for Pacheco in arguably the league's best offense. Now we slide into the top three must-have players. And for number three, we're going to a guy that I can't stop drafting in Kenneth Walker, who now goes in round five of drafts. Look, he's sliding down draft boards because the Seahawks in the second round of the draft took the UCLA running back, Zach Charbonnet. And this has led to your buddies just quite simply overreacting. Because Walker became the starter in week six last year. And from this point on, he led the NFL in broken tackle rate, averaged 15.9 fantasy points, and earned 20.6 touches per game. That is top 10 running back usage, and it resulted in him being the number six running back in fantasy points during that stretch. So here's my question. Why would Seattle stop using him if he was this efficient and productive? I think the actual answer, and this is why he's a value to me, is they won't. Look, Zach Charbonnet securing second round draft capital does mean something. He's going to be involved. There's no denying that this dude is a better pass catcher than Kenneth Walker. Walker never had this type of production in college, a 37 reception and even a 24 reception season. But Kenneth Walker did catch 27 passes last year, and that's not anything to ride home about. It actually just shows you that he was a number six fantasy producer despite not even having any receptions. And now we don't need him to produce like a top six pick. We need him to produce like a top 20 running back in round five to pay off. Go get him. And also get the number two must-have player in fantasy. And he was almost number one. It is very close, but it is David Montgomery who currently goes in round eight of fantasy drafts despite averaging over 1250 yards the last three years when you look at his rushing plus receiving yards so david montgomery is now a lion he signed a three-year deal worth 18 million dollars 11 million of that is guaranteed the second best rb deal this offseason which means the lions are actually incentivized to use him but there is one clear concern with their first pick in the draft the 12th overall pick they took the alabama running back jameer gibbs and this is a concern for montgomery because gibbs was the best pass catching running back in the class i mean look at this a 44 reception season 35 reception season going over 400 receiving yards each of the past two years in college this is elite but the good news for montgomery is gibbs is small he's just 199 pounds and likely won't see red zone work
work. And this man, Jamal Williams, is now a New Orleans Saint, so he leaves behind his red zone role from last year, which saw him earn 45 touches inside the 10-yard line, the most in the NFL, actually 55% more than anybody else. And this translated to Williams seeing 17 touchdowns, and now he's gone, and Montgomery is arguably, and I'd say he is, a better player. So draft David Montgomery before your friends do. Now, before we get to the number one must-have guy, I'd like to ask you, do you want to win your fantasy league? Because if so, the fantasy blueprint is a risk-free way to do that. It has all the tools you need to do that. Win your league and beat your buddies like my top 255 on the screen right now with my tiers and my ADP values. You can get it by simply clicking the link in the description below and following the two quick steps. And now this is important. If you don't make your fantasy playoffs this year, just let me know and I'll refund your minimum deposit of 5 to $10 depending on when you're watching this, whatever the cost of the guide is. It'll be risk-free for you. So go grab your fantasy blueprint down below for 2023. Now let's get into a couple of honorable mentions. These guys just missed the list. There's two of them. The first one is Sam Howell. He is the late round quarterback you want. Look, pretty simply put, this guy has the rushing upside. His last year at college, over 800 yards at 70 yards per game. And he has the weapons to have success. We talked about Antonio Gibson earlier as a pass catcher. Then he has three strong pass catchers in McLaurin, Dotson, and Samuel who can easily get him yards after the catch. And then there's Ty Chandler, the Vikings backup running back. He was a fifth round pick last year. And he was productive in college, having over 1,300 total yards between his rushing and receiving his last year. And he has elite speed. His only competition for backfield touches will be Kenny Ngamu, who's a special teams player, and Dwayne McBride, who's a seventh round running back, and he's not a pass catcher. He's basically a big, bulky, downhill runner, which doesn't fit well with Alexander Madison. So take those guys as well in your drafts. They are honorable mentions here, but now let's get to the number one must-have player. And I give you a name that you remember from early last year, the second-year Jets running back, Brees Hall, because he was an absolute superstar over his first four career starts. He averaged 122 total yards, 19.7 fantasy points, and 18.8 touches per game. This put him tied with Derrick Henry for top five fantasy points during that stretch again as a rookie. All right, then things didn't go as well. In week seven, he actually his first three touches in this game went for 72 yards and a touchdown, but his fourth touch led to an injury. And of course, it was a brutal injury. He ended up tearing his ACL in meniscus. This isn't great. It ended his season, but for this year, he's pushing him down draft boards and that's making him a huge value. Because as our friend Sports MD analysis on Twitter points out, the average running back takes 10 months to return from this injury and week one would be 11 months, meaning that Brees Hall is going to be ready in August. And he also adds on that Brees Hall is likely not going to see a performance dip because he's young. He has 96 percentile athleticism and he was a high draft pick. So Hall goes in round three, but we believe he'll be ready for week one. And now his offense is improved because according to PFF pro football focus, the Jets passing offense was 32nd dead last in the NFL last year, which led to less red zone drives and less touchdown opportunities for Hall. But of course they traded for Aaron Rodgers this offseason. So we can expect them to at least be better than worse, probably closer to average or above average, which means more red zone drives for Brees Hall and touchdowns. As a third round pick, he is the number one must-have player you need to draft right now. Now, if you want to see 13 more players who are just going undervalued, usually in the later rounds of drafts, and this is where you find some sneaky league winners, well, check out this beautiful video right here. And make sure you hit the subscribe button before you go, you beautiful people. I enjoy making these videos for you, and these videos will help you stay ahead of your buddies.